Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Chris Ragg, Nick Hare and Jordan Fermanis of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing whether it's ever okay to slap a comedian. Um, Jordan, you're the obvious person to come to with this. Um, well known for slapping comedians Slap all the happy time. Happy for Manis, they yeah. call him. <laughs> uh, lead us in. Yeah, so uh, I think most listeners would probably be aware of the incident that took place at this year's Oscars ceremony where uh, Will Smith didn't take lightly to a joke that was made about his wife mm. by the comedian Chris Rock mm. who was the presenter was the, of the yep, occasion seeing yep. the, the yep. event um, and uh, he made a joke about Will Smith's wife's hairstyle wasn't it lack of hair I suppose you would yeah. say um, due to a medical condition and he walked up onto the stage and slapped him yes um, in full view of the audience and the camera and the world really mm. Mm. <laughs> um and yeah i think we're using that sort of incident to ask the question whether it's acceptable to uh use physical violence against particularly comedians i suppose uh, well do we do we is it specifically in relation to comedians or or broader, mm. I, I, Maybe I, broader. I think it's the broader thing but obviously um there's all there's also the side issue of taking offense to, to jokes I suppose to the extent yeah. to which but but primarily yes I think I think we're concerned with is is there is it ever acceptable to use violence okay Jordan kick us off well I think obviously the pacifist argument probably is the prevailing one before you go on Jordan sorry to interrupt I'm always interrupting you guys but we need to be careful with this one Okay, which is, I remember when we discussed this um, in our prep talk, is, you know, we've got to think about what we're adding here, right? Because this is an age-old thing, right? Is violence ever acceptable? So let's bear that in mind when we're chatting, okay? Um, and with that in mind, <laughs> Jordan, um, yeah, where were you? What were you saying? What I was saying was, I think the pacifist argument that violence is never acceptable is probably what most people would agree on i think maybe there are certain circumstances where it is like self-defense for example would probably be one that most people would agree maybe it's okay to use violence just cause um but i think it, i think it depends the context that the violence takes place um you know i think there there is certain you know political violence for example revolutions um look very different to interpersonal violence, one per person, um, you know, hitting another person, for example. So I think it's, I don't think you can apply maybe like a blanket sort of violence is acceptable or not sort of um, lens to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I think John's sort of picked up on a couple, a couple of things there that there's the, um, there's both the circumstances in which the violence occurs, like there's two axes to this, right? There's, you know, it, is violence permissible, yes or no? But then there's also, like, violence itself isn't binary, right? It's not like, like a slap across the face is not the same as invading Ukraine, right? They are two things on a very different scale. So you've got to, you know, 
is is the question no never in which case when does violence actually start uh um but if the question is yes sometimes there's also a second question which is how much violence to apply at that at that point what's what's proportionate um so i think that's yeah that's quite a a sort of yeah thinking about the um the way it is that jordan set it up there is is going to help us structure yeah. the question. I just want to cover off the legal side of it because I don't think it's not actually uh it's not, you you might think well there must be a thing a law that says here's here's what you're allowed to here's a list of things that you can use force for and here's and everything else you can't. It's, as far as I can tell and I, and I'm not a lawyer, right? But as far as I can tell there's really only one thing you can use violence to do. And that's it's true of civilians and police. So is it, it what is it to um, I, I forget, what's the technical term when you shove someone in prison? I mean, is it that? Yeah. So it's to prevent a crime um, oh, and, okay. and 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 by extension to help in the arrest of offenders and suspected offenders. That's it. And and so self-defence isn't a special thing separate to that. But if someone's going to murder you, if you defend yourself, you're preventing them committing a crime. So you're allowed to use force to do that. Mm. Um, so, so actually, it's quite a narrow, uh, sort of, well, superficially, quite a narrow range of circumstances. Are you preventing a crime? But I think actually it covers a very broad range of circumstances, some of which are really obvious and others of which might be you know, you, you have to kind of, it'd be quite hard, big grey area. So, for example, like resisting an invasion um, actually could be applied, the same thing could be applied. You could say, well, we're, we're helping prevent the, this international crime of aggression. Um, you, if you're resisting a government which you think is acting in a way that is criminal, uh, you know, and you start an insurgency, and commit a terrorist act, which you think is, I mean, again, that, you know, are you, you could see how that would be justified in terms of, of an argument that you're preventing this government from being able to carry on its criminal activities. And likewise, so I think, it, I suppose the narrow, the very narrow sort of concept of you, you're allowed to, to use violence to prevent other crimes actually could cover a wide range of circumstances. This all feels quite airy at the moment. It all feels quite, um, intangible let, let let's ask a couple of questions first of all i think it is a good idea actually if we talk about that incident okay and maybe comedians let's focus on that that will help frame these wider discussions but also have you ever been a perpetrator of violence yourself oh, when i say perpetrator it sounds like a bad thing it's not right but well it might be a bad thing it could possibly chris's case yeah. it probably was yeah yeah i don't think the victims yet recovered psychologically or physically <laughs> so I, I mean, what what I think is quite interesting, and I'll, I'll come on to answer your your questions in in a minute. But what I think is quite interesting is that this occurs against a backdrop where violence is un like really shocking to us because it's so rare, right? So when Chris, um, uh, uh, when Will Smith walks up on stage and hits somebody in in anger, uh, will like the whole world is utterly shocked by this event, right? Whereas of course. In other eras, you know, um, hitting people would have been much less shocking. So I think we're in, a, in an unbelievably non-violent world generally at, mm. at the moment. Um, so I think that's the, the context. And I think then if you look at the idea of what actually happened there, um, I, I would say the balance of, of, of opinion is that he was wrong 
to hit him. He was right to be offended, but he was wrong to use violence, right? Which is, again, the prevailing... Um, sort of belief in in our society that you know all indo you're indoctrinated into school you know violence is never the the right the right thing to do you know always take up your complaint through some other you know means and so i think chris rock was judged to have been wrong to make the joke that he did about somebody because of a medical condition etc etc um, but, but the right answer, the, yeah, Will Smith was wronger, exactly. Um, and the right answer was not to to hit him, but would have been to verbally address it. It's in an incredibly some, mild joke, though. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I he, suppose we should. We don't really want to get drawn into talking. He's about, claimed that he didn't, I, didn't know that Will Smith's wife. But had that all, yeah, well, that, that might be true. But I mean, I it, also, it's not even like it was offensive. It wasn't. It wasn't like he was taking the mickey no, out of it was also it was, a crap joke yeah it well. was it, it was a, a he, he committed a crime against comedy <laughs> but he, he it was really like you know but she, so, she's she's kind of got no hair uh reference to um gi jane. jane like it's not like it's, it's not like one like of the, my jokes but it's not and like i'm not the, joking when no, i say it's that. not like it's the, the character of gi jane is is a is a a bad character to compare someone to even yeah. it's um, like I, uh, it's it's i don't so i mean so just I for the I, record but, i'm not but let's know. let's say so let's take this as a bit of a thought experiment is there anything chris rock could have said on that stage that would have warranted him yeah, being let's hit. just let's say that he was just having a go at her he just said yeah. oh you uh, you yeah you're really ugly and you smell yeah. or something but even <laughs> and even, that was it he wasn't he, trying let's, to let's, let, let chris speak. A yeah but i'm just saying you know get get aside from what it is he said you know is there anything that somebody can say that warrants physical violence against them? And I that's, I think, at the heart of, of the b debate, whether he's right to be offended, whether it was his job or his wife's job to defend themselves, whatever. That's all a, an aside. And, and maybe, actually, because thinking of some examples of things he might have said, either about uh, Will Smith's wife or anyone else or anything in general, actually, the, 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 the worst, the, more, the most ho more horrible thing he would have said, I think would arguably make it less uh, necessary for anyone to respond with violence because it would have been so overtly, awfully terrible yeah. that we can just condemn it naturally without sort of thinking... Um, yeah. with, I, I don't know, I'm rambling. Well, um, no, but let, let's say that he was just being really... I mean, someone, someone gets up on stage and starts being really needlessly offensive, for example, or... Or shouting, you know, uh, shouting hate slogans or something. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, what you would want to do is remove that person from st from the stage. But you, if they didn't want to go, you would have to use physical uh, exactly. force to make them go. You'd have to drag them off. So they would, they would have the, you. There's no way of compelling someone to do something other than ultimately with the threat of physical force, which is at one end of the continuum. But the point is that. You know, it's like you pay your taxes ultimately with the threat of physical force. Like the threat of physical force underlies every norm that we have. Because as soon as someone starts violating a norm, you want them to stop. But what if they don't? What if you ask them nicely and they don't? So I was thinking so about I, this with Trump I just think getting all fined. Norms, all norms ultimately boil down to the threat of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, we still, I still actually, I think we should still talk about comedians before. Yeah. You, you might not want to self-incriminate, but violence? Have ever committed an act of violence? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
All right, well, he doesn't, right. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's about. killed a man. Okay. Uh, I, I have. Um, actually, I'm ashamed to say I've, I've smacked my children. Uh, only my sons, weirdly, not my daughter. Which is now illegal. Which is right? now. Well, is it? Isn't there's a, there's a debate around this at the moment? But but actually, it, it is a truism, and then I found this to be the case. It was pointless because I just ended up smacking mm. them more because they, they it didn't work, and and I just realised the absurdity and and how shameful it was, and actually more than anything else, um, I I made sure to do it before I felt they they could form memories. Um, and I was worried that they would mm. form memories of me smacking yeah. them. Trauma you know? is often an early memory. Yeah, and so I'm, I hope you know it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong; I wasn't bad, but um, but yeah, no, I'm ashamed to say it, but I did. But I think that's probably it. Um, anyone else? Well, I've n I, yeah. I'm a very non-violent person. I've hardly ever <laughs> in my life laid a finger on anyone. Yeah, yeah I never, never, never uh, hit my kids uh, or any of my family, as far as I can recall. Um, might have done when I was uh, three or something. But um, the one time I do remember, uh, and I still think I was justified here, is when I punched Andrew Hayward on the arm. Who's Andrew Hayward? He was a kid at school. Oh, OK. <laughs> he said I didn't know how to spell Haringey. <laughs> uh, well, that's the whole Har old Haringey debate, right? It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about justifications for violence, mm. but I, this has got to be up there. Yeah, he, I live in, I lived in Haringey. I, mm. I did then, and I do now. Mm. And if anyone can spell Haringey, <laughs> he's already getting a little bit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you got it right though? How to spell? Ow! How do you spell? How do you spell it, Nick? Well, that's the beauty of it. There's a difference between Haringey the village and Haringey the county or the yeah. borough. Okay. Um, Haringey the borough is H-A-R-I-N-G-E-Y. Haringey yeah. the, the area is H-A-R-R-I-N-G-A-R-E-Y. It's up to you. No, it's not. It's the Haringey, other way around. The, so good they named it twice. <laughs> so uh, he, I was saying that I lived in not the area Haringey actually at the time, but the borough of Haringey. And, and, and he said, no, Haringey's got two R's. And to make matters worse, Mr. Easingwood, the physics teacher, joined in but saying, yes, that's how you spell Haringey with two R's, taking Andrew Hayward's side. Well, I couldn't very well punch him, but when his back was turned, I punched Andrew Hayward on the arm and, and made him cry. That's about the only time I've ever used violence. But as you can probably tell, I was very heavily provoked. Yeah, so it's slightly depressing about that story. The, the, the good thing about it was that, well... I don't think he learned how to spell Haringey. I'm not coming out of this smelling like roses, but the class bully came up to me afterwards, shook me by the hand, and said, "You made Andrew cry. Good one." <laughs> Regardless, he didn't. He couldn't spell anything. No, exactly. I, but um, violence pays. Well, I'll violence, tell you this. You know. I, I'm going to apologise to Andrew if he's out there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was right about how to spell that's, that's not really an apology is it? <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying i was right about the herringay thing yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. justifying i am justifying my actions a bit. yeah yeah but what's nice is that you didn't like knife him or anything so i mean maybe it's it's okay to defend just certain levels of violence so um, can i just talk just, about the use of force continuum well before you do i just want to hear if jordan's been violent towards anyone oh yeah he looks like yeah. the type he um, does look that type on the sporting field for sure, I've been involved like unfairly in... kind. Of, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What sport are we talking about? Like rugby. croquet, tiddlywinks, football as well. Some, you know, but I, yeah, again, I mean, and that happens in sport. I mean, you could sort of make an argument that that's one, it's, and it's almost context, kind of acceptable. Yeah, almost, where violence sort of. is not really, it's viewed differently than than it is in other domains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to sort of the sporting environment or um, certain types of environment bring out is where the, is the natural aggression. So there's, there's, there's violence 
that's not been physically provoked and then there's physically provoked violence which feels like a very different thing if somebody hits you then there, there's something very um uh, visceral Quite. about that and and emotive that um that, and sorry i know i do go on about this and i, I make out like i'm some big boxer guy which I'm clearly not. <laughs> um, but when you get hit, it's actually quite an emotional experience. Yeah. And and one of two things happens, right? You either want to run the other way yeah. or you want to hit them back. But you, in, and depending on how tired or not you are, I mean, or how hard you were hit. But um, it's definitely, it's very personal. And you just want to hit them right back and you get angry. Um, yeah, I've been on the wrong end of, 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 I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I've, I've, absorbed far more blows than I've ever you, given you, you out. You don't say. You don't, yeah, so in the yeah. grand scheme of things, I'm a, I'm a net taker when it comes to violence rather than a net giver. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the continuum of force, which is apparently a thing that a lot of police forces use, use uh, to kind of think about what appropriate type of escalation is. And uh, I suppose I'm also partly thinking of the escalation in the whole Haringey situation, but that you start out with presence, so you be you you be there, and that is sometimes enough. Well, if you're a policeman and you're there, that's sometimes enough to calm things down. Then you issue verbal commands, and at that point you use soft control, which apparently is type a type of force that won't cause any soft tissue damage. That would be restraining someone or holding their arm or something. And then you get moved to the hard control, which is kicks and punches and and stuns and that sort of thing. And at that and then above that you've got the use of weapons. So that's uh, you know sticks and yeah. mace and dogs and stuff, tasers. And eventually you progress to lethal force. Um, so I think I did go through that uh, before I got to hard control. But stop uh, before lethal force. I, d- I didn't go as far as lethal force, although I was in a physics lab. So yeah. I could have, I could have, you know, probably. And he would have deserved it, frankly. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I certainly the verbal commands were there first. But that's 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 the use of force continuum. But there's also quite an interesting model of conflict escalation, which I'm not necess- necessarily signing up to. But it's by this guy called Friedrich Glasel. And um, I quite like the overarching model. I think it's quite interesting, which says you go in any kind of conflict from win-win, where where there is a way of resolution where you're both okay and you both gain, to a situation of win-lose, where one of you is going to win and the other one's going to lose. And if it then extends further, you can end up in lose-lose, where where neither side is going to win. And um, so the win-win bit is about sort of tension and debate and and uh, talking things out essentially um, and taking actions but not harmful actions Uh, win-lose is when you start to form up into coalitions threaten people Uh, it's turned into a kind of right we're after this thing and you're after the opposite of that thing and then lose-lose is the actual physical destruction so that would be when you're in the war situation and culminating with you know where you both go down destroy everything because you deny that both of you would rather destroy what you're fighting for than let the other side have it kind of a and I, effect yeah well I, I mean I guess you know by the time you're in a real world war you're already in that kind of area but uh, yes so there, there we are two kind of interesting sliding scales yeah. which we can use to think about these things um, okay great I feel that we are adding something here um, we're yeah some of the way through let's let's yeah well I was just going to say that the the, the, the um, clearly, right, like we can talk about whether violence is right or not, but the fact is it exists, right? And, but it's pr- it, Love I think, it or I, hate it is lo- here to love stay. Love it or hate it is here to stay. And it is, it is <laughs> fundamentally 
human, right? Evolved human behavior violence, right? And if you well, look at for animals, too. but not unique to us, not but, unique to yeah. us, but it is. But but actually, if you look at there are two, there, um, you know, there've been studies of us compared to other primates, right? And they they can separate violence into. Uh, proactive violence and reactive violence, right? And proactive violence, that sounds like the good one, doesn't it? But it's, <laughs> it's not. It's We're not, looking right? for a proactive person yeah. in this. Proactive yeah. violence is where you you basically go out of... You, you aren't under threat, but you commit violence, right? Yeah, like someone... You, you, know, opt, just, you, you know, opt just dispute with someone about spelling and then you exactly. just charge you, in you there. You just yeah. go in there. Yeah. Um, reactive violence is when you are attacked and you defend yourself with violence you know um and apparently humans um uh, compared to other uh, primates exert more proactive uh violence oh, really? whereas other primates are uh, exert more reactive um violence and so why well p potentially because we're better able to look forward so because ah. we're we're sort of more strategic um and and our okay. thinking is more abstract we can see the advantages of um perpetrating violence to gain yeah. something that isn't immediately in our face you know um but if you look if you look back there's there's um there was a find uh in spain um somewhere an archae uh, an archaeological find or paleontological paleontological um of uh, a skull cranium 17 right and this is this is fame and this is um from the mid um uh, the mid pleistocene uh phase so so in the in the sort of low hundreds of thousands of of, of years old, this um, so this that skull. could be an early so it is Homo it's, sapiens, it's, but it's, an it's, early one. Well, it's 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 a hominid. I, I can't I, I don't know exactly, hominid. but it's okay. but very close, very sure. you know, um, very close relation to ours. And it's um, it's considered to be the the first um, evidence of of sort of uh, um, uh, hominid. Um, uh, face-to-face uh, -face interpersonal violence, as, mm. as, they, as they call it, lethal mm. interpersonal violence. Mm. And um, what they, they, they've done this incredible um, forensic study of uh, this skull and looked at all the different um, potential things. But effectively, the key, the key um, indicator that this was uh, forced was that um, it's been struck by the same object on the skull multiply. If mm. it was a fall, it, it would be different kinds of things in different places and so on. And uh, um, anyway, they're, they're pretty sure this was face-to-face um, uh, uh, -face violence and, and you know, um, repeated deliberately to kill the, wow. the, the other person. So, so it's right it's right back there in our history. And if you look at the, you know, conflict data, we, we you know, th there is less war going on and generally, you know, sort of... Um, you know, we've moved out of that Hobbesian state of nature where people are hitting each other with, you know, bone fragments on the on the head. Now we're hitting each other with nasty comments on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Um, or is, slapping comedians around the face. Yeah. But but um, but so there is fun something fundamentally human about it. But we are moving away from it. And as you say, it was a shocking event, right? Shocking that, event. That I would just like to pick up on Chris's point. Um because I, I was, I saw that you could even apply a game theory, game theory to physical violence. Because, as Chris was sort of saying, it is a winning strategy in a way. Like it's um, mm. the reason I think we resort to it is because it can increase our chance of winning in a certain scenario, um, and that's why it's something that kind of 
is part of human nature in a way. It's 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 increasing our odds of getting what we want, so we use it um, in certain situations. Yeah, and we signal around it, right? And we yeah. threaten and and, and, that, and that kind of thing. Um, well, that's that's so in the the, the this whole long term decline of violence. One of the so the which I, I guess the Stephen Pinker book Better Angels of Our Nature is a, is, a, is an attempt to document that. Um, his argument is a game theory one, and he he says the 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 point is that when society has improved, it's ultimately because we improve our ability to coordinate around enforcing non-violence. So it's the fact that we can threaten you with a worse punishment if you commit violence than if you don't. You know, whatever you might hope to gain by you know invading someone's house and killing them all and stealing their um, food or whatever. Whatever you might hope to gain is not going to be as good as the as worth the punishment that we'll meet out to you as a society, and that has kept everyone being less and less violent over time. But just in case people aren't aware, there's been a really significant decline in violence. So, I mean, obviously over the long term, I mean it's orders of magnitude less violence. You know, people, I think in uh, you know pre-civilized. Um, or pre, yeah, pre kind of pre urban societies, something like one in ten people were killed violently. Now it's about one in a hundred thousand in the UK, you know. So, but but just since the nineteen, 19- yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, um, yeah, and uh, there's this thing called the um, the execution paradox, which is um, that uh, basically in the in the late Pleistocene period, so that you know when we were moving towards more civilized societies and, and groups and so on. Um, one of the things that brought violence down in society was capital punishment, which in itself is is violence. So it's like Nick was saying, the threat of something... It's like a nuclear deterrent. W- yeah, so, so, so you reduce violence by using violence, but ultimately the threat of violence is what reduces the violence. So, but, but just in, so in the last 25 years, <clears throat> there's been a really significant de- decline in violent crime in, in the US and the UK. Um, which some explanations are, you know, legal ones like there's more police, more imprisonment. <clears throat> more interesting ones are things to do with the decline of the crack ed- epidemic. Um, abortion, famously, the legalized abortion it's means that people are more likely that, yeah. to. Uh, but also lead. The one of the reasons why lead. I think this has been observed. There's less lead around. Yeah, because of the decline, the 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 ab- abolition of lead. Um, of lead in oh, fuel. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I thought that's uh, obviously your first instinct is that's a crazy uh, theory, but actually it's really well borne out by the evidence. And 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 in fact, there's a really good uh, you know p- the 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 um, connection between lead exposure and violent behaviour has been noted for hundreds of years. So actually, you know, interesting. Is it a monopoly factor that the absence of lead pipes to Smack each That's other Cluedo. Oh, Cluedo, yeah. <laughs> this, is why yeah. You, this is why people don't want to play you at Monopoly. Yeah, like, yeah, they right. hit yeah. by you with a lead pipe. But anyway, I think people might not be aware just how stark that is. Like the, There were five million violent incidents recorded in the UK in 1995 and about one and a half million like uh, a year or two back. That's a th- fallen by like a factor of three in the space of 25 years. So, yeah, I mean, plays into everything that we've said about, you know, that one of the reasons why it is quite shocking to see someone get slapped these days is because yeah. you don't see it. Don't see in, it. I can't remember the last time I saw a proper pub brawl. Mm. Mind um, you, I don't go to Weatherspoons as often as you, so I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think when I last saw a, a pub fight. Um, 
Yeah, I know. So I remember I, being, seeing a horrible one when I was at university. But anyway, um, I do, I've got, I've got. I just wanted to, I wanted to move the discussion on a little bit, perhaps I, towards as towards a conclusion. Yes, indeed, and and in fact, you've anticipated that nicely because um, we're um, towards the end. We need to. So one of the things that um, you know, Will Smith, apparently he's an actor. Mm. It says here. Um, one of the things, there's a lot more violence in films than there, than is, there is in real in life. Real life. Yeah. Way more. Like you can, you can watch an average film and you'll see more violence you've probably seen the rest of your life. Um, I, I was intrigued. I, so I thought, well, how often do like heroes solve problems? There's loads more violence? sex, by the way, because I, you know. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, more, more sex in the average <laughs> film than you probably. Uh, but the, the uh, yeah, so how often do, is it true that heroes use violence a lot? Because we always imagine, well, heroes always getting up and punching people in the face because they insulted their woman or whatever yeah. in a kind of Will Smith type way. Who is way. a hero, right? Well, I, but actually, yeah, it's not true. I had a look at um, who gets who gets killed and how. You in, mean in, terms, in films? Or yeah, I yeah, just okay. looked at a few because there's no data set on this. There's data yeah. sets on like numbers of deaths on screen, but they, they're not very easy and to you're use. You're trying to see if the hero is killing lots of people. Yeah, so I just took a few case studies. Yeah. Indiana Jones, baddies at the end of Ark of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark all get killed by by the Horrible Ark of the Co kind of Covenant. Melting, he, shoots, yeah. he shoots the guys with the, the guy with the scimitar, though, doesn't he? Mm, mm. That's true. He kills, and he you wouldn't even call him a baddie, really. But the, but but then Mola Ram falls off the rope bridge and gets eaten by crocodiles. Donovan gets killed by drinking from the false Grail, and Elsa gets killed by greed because she can't leave the Grail alone. She falls down a hole. Um, in Star Wars. Luke does kill everyone on the Death Star, including <laughs> yes. Moff Tarkin. But actually, who's Moff Tarkin? He's the he's he's the guy who's Peter he's like, Cushing. Yeah, he's Peter Cushing, but he's the Peter guy Cushing. who's sort of he's actually the Darth Vader's boss in the in the first one. But anyway, Darth Vader and the Emperor kill each other. I hadn't even thought about that. But Luke doesn't kill either of them. They actually Do kill each they? other. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, Vader picks up the Emperor and throws him down uh, oh, yeah, that, that, that crevice. Uh, by the way, there'll be a lot of people falling down things. I'll just warn you. Um, and and of course, the lightning, crackly lightning that comes out of his hands is what kills Darth Vader in the end. Yeah. So then, uh, you know who does kill a lot of people? James Bond. But it, but he usually doesn't just he doesn't just shoot them or, or punch them to death. Normally something hilarious happens. So yeah. Doctor No boils to death in in a cooling vat. Goldfinger gets sucked out of a plane. Yeah. Uh, Mister Big explodes after James Bond forces him to eat a gas pellet. Um, a lot of this uh, happened in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Zorin falls from the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and yeah. uh, Whitaker in The Living Daylights, he gets killed by a falling bust of Wellington triggered <laughs> by a bomb in, ignited by James Bond. And then finally, the, probably the They least, don't kill people like they used to. The no. least, least violent uh, guy is Superman, which I find because that's what you expect from Superman. Um, Lex Luthor is simply arrested at the end of Superman. In Superman 2, um, he... Uh, Everyone falls down crevices. <laughs> so after depriving uh, Zod of his powers, Superman um, tells him to kneel down, if you remember, and he then throws him into a crevice. <laughs> Non then tries, I think he tries to fly or something and falls into another crevice. 
And then Lewis Lane knocks Ursa into yet another crevice. So, <laughs> okay. so um, oh, they yeah, were so in they quite a crevicey place. Though. Yeah, yeah, quite crevicey. Yeah. But the point is that basically, if you're a villain, watch out for crevices because that's what <laughs> yeah. gets you in the films. It's not even usually Superman will. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not usually because a baddie comes and and uh, oh, sorry, the goodie comes and just shoots you or something. It's normally because you're going to fall down a crevice. That's because we can't ascribe. Vi- we've obviously eschewed that's violence it. to such an extent that it's like the morally upstanding Superman can't can't kill someone yeah, directly like the, the but we need effect. them to die so right so you know let's blame the crevice yeah it's and, true and, and that's where, true that is definitely why that happens like they they because they don't just get arrested yeah well you know obviously lex luther did and but. beware the man who um builds a crevice in yeah. his garden you know so. quite right too yeah um okay that was nice yeah but those were i mean i i guess from your sample there, I mean, very scientifically chosen. Um, I mean, they were kind of good heroes, right? Because um, if you, and they, and they are sort of the popular well-known ones, so fair enough. Um, but then you think of heroes like, is it John Wicks? Um, mm. Is that what John his name? Wick, I think. Wick, I'm thinking of Simon you know, the building supplies. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> Simon, Simon Wicks from EastEnders. <laughs> Wicksy. And every uh, loser wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um, but um, he kills an awful lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, John Wick it. or whatever. Yeah. And he kills them all in, in the same bloody way, which he trips them over with his legs and then shoots them in the head. <laughs> but when that happens about the 200th time in the film, you've kind of, you know, you've, yeah. you've seen who's that, who's that chap who's in Steven Seagal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He seems to kill everyone by picking them up and then breaking their spine over <laughs> his, his knee. Yeah. I think he throws knives at people as well. Yeah, maybe he does. Yeah. He's definitely quite violent. Um, we, 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 we somehow need to, to bring this to some sort well, of I, I was going to say, so, so I think we've established that, that um, violence doesn't happen, uh, and but I don't think we've really answered the question whether or not... That violence doesn't happen. It doesn't happen as much as it used to. It doesn't happen as much as it used to, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a general scale, yeah. thinking so, about... So yeah. we've obviously made a decision that it's not good for you. Well, the question is, why, why isn't it... You know, why, why isn't violence the right thing for society to endorse, right? And, and you know, there are lots of reasons for this, but obviously one of them is the cost of violence, right? So, like, um, you know, on a much higher level, uh, I believe the UK tri- uh, Trident um, programme costs us something like £9,000 a minute. Um, so Not you know, each. Not each, Thankfully. no, no, no. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't be a very constant at-sea deterrent. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, um, so the point is, like, violence begets violence, right? That's the the, 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 the whole thing. And if if we've got an army, then they've they've got an army and that costs that costs money you know the, the violence the, the cost of protecting yourself from other people's violence is usually um not you know not something you want to um continue to to bear so it's in all our interests to i guess not be um not be not be violent and then i suspect we probably turn that into morality um you know in 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 some way to sort of uh, uh, enforce that yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the, the you know the the uh it's actually don't no one i don't think this has a definite author but you often see it ascribed to gandhi or to martin luther king but an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind yeah, yeah. but they didn't take into account the fact that two eyes for one eye leaves the other guy twice as blind as you and unable okay. to find yeah you, right. then he yeah. can't come and get you so exactly you know, as in kill bill uh, the second part where poor Daryl, no, Dan, uh, what's her name? The the fishy oh, woman, mermaid. I haven't ha- seen Kill Bill 2. It's good, it's good. but They're, she, they're very violent films. They are the violent, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's only got one eye, but she gets her eye plucked out. 
um, and can't, can't fight. Okay, uh, well, I, I enjoyed, well, yeah, it's not like I like violence, but, you know, I did enjoy that. That was good. Um, well, we haven't committed any violence we during not. doing this. Unusually, actually. Should we go normally, for it? Nor, yeah, it. On it? nor encouraged any. No, know. we have not. No, Why, well, put them up, you. <laughs> put them up, put them up. Um, hey now, hey now. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a shame. I think we could have got into the whole comedian thing a bit more. I, I think just as I, it was interesting in the immediate aftermath of the event uh, with Will Smith, the um, uh, so commentators were not quite sure which way this was going to fly because some people were still saying, oh, Will Smith. He, wasn't a, he was not immediately condemned. No, I think and most people thought it was pre-rehearsed comedy antics. Well, maybe no, in the immediate, immediate. No one knew what was going no, on. But it not, was like gradually dawned on people. It's like that awkward moment in when, when you discover that someone is has massively overstepped the mark socially mm. and everyone's looking around thinking... Uh, do they know what's going on here? You know. Yeah. So that was in the immediate, immediate moment. Yeah. I'm talking about the other. Yeah, they gave him moment. an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> they um, gave him an Oscar, didn't he? He won an Oscar yeah, later. Yeah, he did. Whereas you might have thought they'd have said, "No, we don't give Oscars to slappers." <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> let's leave that one in the air there. Um, no, but also I remember there's a great comment from Rebel Wilson the next morning, um, and she said, "Yeah, it's a difficult time for comedians at the moment." Um, because I think she was making the point that, and, and actually there has been a rise in violence against comedians apparently mm. um, since the pandemic has more or less ceased and people are back um, at live things. Um, they don't know how to behave anymore. They've forgotten that you're not meant to get up on stage <laughs> and hit people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we, our conclusion is don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. Unless you, no, no, don't. <laughs> Unless they make claims about how to spell Haringey, yes, in which exactly. case it's yeah, totally wrong. justified. Right, let's stop there. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare and Jordan Fermanis of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.